Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. Good morning, New City. How's everybody doing? Good? Wonderful. We're glad that you are here. Over the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at a series called Focus 2022. As Chris said, where we're going to be looking at the different themes that our church is going to focus on in the coming year. And those three themes are praying the word, blending to belong, and healing to wholeness. And each week we'll be focused on one of those themes. Today, the theme of praying the word, and we'll explain more what that means. A mom went to tuck her son into bed, and as she tucked her son into bed, she asked him, is there anything that we could pray for? Uh, do you want me to pray for you? And the little boy kind of sighed and said, yes, but I'm just not sure it does anything. I'm just not sure it does anything. And, and the mom, her heart sank just a little bit, but she kind of wisely recognized that many people as Christians struggle with the same thing. We struggle to wonder if our prayers do anything. Is there someone up there that's listening? Uh, is there someone that's listening when I get bored in my prayer time? Are my prayers effective if I just keep it simple? Or do I have to use really fancy words in order to get God's attention? I think that little boy expressed some anxieties and challenges that we have with prayer. But here's the good news. If the Spirit of God lives in us, then even though we face discouraging things when we pray, the Spirit is still drawing us to pray to have relationship with God, our Father in heaven. We know that as we've prayed, if you've been a Christian for some while, you know that as you pray, you build intimacy with God. Now, it doesn't always happen instantaneously, and there might be seasons where you are dry in your prayer life, but you have experienced that at some point where you had this intimate moment or intimate season with God through prayer. But not just intimacy, you've seen his power. If you've prayed... You know, at some point as a Christian, you've seen a door open that shouldn't have been open because you prayed. And the Spirit of God is always drawing us to pray towards intimacy with our Father and towards His power being expressed in us, even though we still struggle with prayer. But I think the error that we make a lot as Christians is we sort of look inward. I am going to pray. And we sort of white-knuckle our way through it We look internally for strength or power to pray. And then we sort of lose that childlike faith that skips up to our Father and just says, hey, Father God, I'm here. And really, as Christians, prayer is dependence, but sometimes we have to learn how to be dependent to be dependent. In other words, sometimes we focus so much on being strong in prayer that we forget that we should just come to God and be like, I don't have anything to say this morning. Is that okay? Could you help me find words to say this morning? Could you help me pray, God? I know that my mouth should be filled with praises to you. That's what you deserve. But if I'm honest, I'm just not feeling it this morning. But I know that I'm your child and I want to praise you, could you fill my tongue with praises this morning, even as I pray? 
And I think that's going to be one of the keys for us this year is not to say we're going to be a committed church who's going to pray and pray and pray and sort of get self-righteous about it. No, we're weak people who struggle to believe. And even in prayer, which is depending on God, we need to learn how to depend on God even to pray. Prayer really is inspired as we look to Jesus, just like everything else in the Christian life. And my hope this morning is that as we look towards Jesus, that we would be invited to pray this year. We would be inspired to pray this year. We would even be encouraged to see that Jesus is praying for us even as we pray this year. Let's look at God's word for just a little bit here. First of all, Jesus invites us as his followers to pray. Many of us know the most basic prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We know that prayer called the Lord's Prayer. What we don't always know is the reason that Jesus taught that prayer to his disciples. That prayer shows up in Luke 11, 1 through 2. But what's interesting is what comes right before the prayer. He, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. Then Jesus says, whenever you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What I love about this story is the context is his disciples coming to Jesus saying, how do we pray? We're 11 chapters into Luke, and they're not really sure how to do the most basic spiritual discipline. Jesus, we know that we've been following you for a while, could you teach us how to do that prayer thing? And Jesus comes and says, how dare you ask me? I can't believe you don't know how to pray. No, he doesn't say that at all. Jesus invites them to pray. Yeah, I'll teach you how to pray. Whenever you pray, say this. I love that because it allows us to, even though we've been, maybe have been Christian six months or 60 years to go, I need to learn again from Jesus how to pray. I need to learn again from Jesus how to pray. Jesus invites us into prayer as simple people learning a simple prayer, a prayer that we can say together in just one minute, but is so rich and deep that we'll never run out of things to pray when we say it. In Matthew 6, the same exact thing happens where Jesus presents the the Lord's Prayer to his disciples. But if you look at what the backdrop is in that passage, here's what Jesus says before he teaches them the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. But when you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask him. Therefore, you should pray like this, our Father in heaven, and then he goes into it. What Jesus says about prayer should be a huge relief to us. 
Jesus teaches prayer not about, it's not about saying the right thing. It's not about getting others' attention. It's not even about getting God's attention because God already knows what you need. Jesus invites us into prayer, not to perform, not to, not to show off to anybody else or to get God's attention, but to have intimacy with him because he already knows what we need. What a relief it is that Jesus invites us into praying this way. God already knows all our needs. He's not impressed if we're eloquent or if we pray for a really long time. We don't score brownie points based on how good our prayers are. Rather, prayer for every Christian is a simple practice done by simple people. That's what Don Whitney says in the book that we're giving out. He says, if God invites and expects all his children, regardless of their age, IQ, education, or resources, if he expects all his children to do the same thing, to pray, then prayer has to be simple. A simple practice for simple people where God invites us, just as we are, to be in relationship and even partnership with him through prayer. My dad has a friend uh, who's Italian and from the Bronx. And this guy is an Italian from the Bronx. You can picture it, right? You can picture it, right? And, uh, and so I've gotten to know him a little bit just by going to my dad's prayer group with this brother who is an Italian from the Bronx. And like, he's it, man. Like, yeah, yeah, you guys are imitating already. You know, he's like, we should pray about it because God forbid, you know, you don't want something to happen. Uh, he's he's kind of he's like the forget about it guy, forget about it. My, and my dad and I were joking about it. We're like, we can't even picture him ending the Lord's Prayer be like, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, bada bing, you know? <laughs> but it just kind of made me think like, prayer is for everybody. If you know Jesus and you love Jesus, then you're invited to come as you are and pray to your Father in heaven. Jesus invites us all into prayer because prayer is a simple practice for simple people. Jesus invites us to pray, invites us to pray. But he also inspires our prayers. Jesus prayed, and Jesus prayed a lot. The Bible records Jesus praying a lot. Jesus prayed by himself. Jesus prayed in public. Jesus prayed before meals. Jesus prayed before miracles and before ministry. We have so many scriptures that record Jesus praying. Here's one from Mark 1.35 where it simply says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place. And there he was praying. And there's a sense if we're followers of Jesus, he's showing us the way to live life which includes a life of prayer. John 11, 41 through 42, right before he raises Lazarus from the dead, Jesus prays. We actually have the words that he prayed. He prayed. So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd, I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that they may believe you sent me. 
Then the next verse says, after he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. So Jesus prays before meals and before miracles and even before his death on the cross. And really it's what he says and how he says it that's going to inspire us to pray this year. In Matthew 27, 46, it says, In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And what's interesting about that phrase, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is Jesus didn't just make that up on the spot. That's actually a quotation from Psalm 22. So he's praying the Old Testament scripture praying the scripture as he dies, as he offers himself up for our sin. And that should inspire us. If one of the ways that Jesus prayed, even the moments before his death, was to quote the scriptures in prayer, then there's something for us to learn there about how we pray, about praying the word. Don Whitney, who wrote the book, he says this about praying the Bible. To to pray the Bible, here's what it looks like. You simply go through the passage line by line, talking to God about whatever comes to mind as you read the text. See how easy that is. Anyone can do that. This week, we're going to start this off by praying through the 23rd Psalm. And what that means is every morning you'll get an email or you can look on the blog, and we're going to break the 23rd Psalm down into just a couple verses a day where you'll enter into praying the line of the psalm. So you start, the Lord is my shepherd. What do I do with that? I just said it. Well, you dig a little deeper. Wow, the Lord is my shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. Lord, thank you that you're my shepherd. You know, as I think about it, God, last year I really needed you to take care of me, and I remember now you shepherded me. You took care of me. You provided this for me. I thank you for that, God. You know what, God? I'm in the middle of some trials and dangers, and you say that you're my shepherd. I need you to help me go through this this week. You know what? Jesus said he's the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross. You are my shepherd. You know what? My friend in the church, he's struggling this week. God, would you shepherd him? Would you be his? Do you see what I mean? There's endless possibilities when we just grab onto one line of scripture and let it lead us into prayer. And as Whitney says, you just pray for whatever comes to mind as you read the text. Anyone can do that. And so what that looks like, some have asked, does this mean that we're praying through the entire Bible? No, we're not going to do that. We're, we're simply picking a short passage of scripture and focusing on it for one week, Monday through Friday. So Monday morning, if you signed up on the email that Chris was talking about, Monday morning, tomorrow morning when you wake up, in your inbox will be some instructions just on how to pray the first few verses of the 23rd Psalm. But here's the cool thing. We'll all be doing it together. You know? And as we go throughout the year, we'll start targeting our prayers for specific things. So we might find out, like, hey, there's someone in the church who really wants the whole church to pray for them about this thing. So then in the Monday or Tuesday email, whatever, that particular day, after we pray the scripture, we'll focus on praying for a specific person and a specific thing, and the whole church that morning will be praying for that one person and that one thing. What could happen if we actually engage that this year? I don't know. 
The possibilities are really endless. But the point is that we are going to pray together. And here's the thing. This is a no guilt, no shame thing. So if, if you miss a day, just delete the email. If you miss Monday, just wake up and pray on Tuesday. I think one of the hard things with the F-260 was if you got behind, it was really hard to catch back up, right? If you got a week behind, like to try and catch up in the scripture, it was just really hard. This is going to be different because if you miss a week, just jump back in. You've missed out on one scripture, but it's not growing and building where if you miss the 23rd Psalm, that doesn't mean you can't pray the Lord's Prayer the next week. So let me challenge you all to engage this and pray. You can also find the daily prayer devotional on our app. We've reconfigured the app, so all you have to do is hit the bottom middle button that says prayer, and that will take you right to this screen that's about to show, and that screen will say pray the word or send a request. If you hit pray the word, it'll take you to the daily devotional. If you have a prayer request that comes up, you just hit send a request, and that'll go to our prayer team. In my own prayer life, over the last like six weeks, I've been doing this. I've just been printing out scripture and just praying and seeing where God goes with it. And a simple person has found that they don't run out of things to pray for when we pray God's word. In fact, I've prayed some prayers for you that I've never really prayed before. Like I've prayed for you, but I find as I dig deep into scripture, all of a sudden I'm praying for things that I know are in line with God's will for you, and I know that he wants to do in you. And I found myself even finding new energy to pray deeper and stronger and wider for you as I've opened my Bible and prayed the word for you. And here's the thing, we're all going to fall short. No one's going to do this perfect, but that's not what it's about. It's about being inspired by Jesus to pray the word. Here's the reality. The rest of our life, we're going to have great days of prayer, and we're going to have weekdays of prayer. We're going to have seasons when prayer is so strong. We're going to have seasons when prayer feels so shallow. We're going to have seasons where we feel bored, seasons where we feel enthralled. That's what it means to be a human being. But what we rest in is who Jesus is and the fact that Jesus continues to pray for us. Right now, Jesus is ruling and reigning at the right hand of God. After the resurrection, Jesus ascended into heaven, into the throne room, and he sat down at the right hand of God because his work was done. But that doesn't mean he's not doing anything. For the last 2,000 years, Jesus has been praying for us, his church. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way in chapter 7. says, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him since he always lives to intercede for them. Intercede is a word that means pray on behalf of someone else. Jesus is now alive and ruling and reigning at the right hand of God, living to pray for you and me. Are you encouraged by that? Are you encouraged by that, especially on days when you have slow, boring prayer days, to know that just because your experience of prayer might have been a little shallow today, it doesn't mean Jesus stopped praying for you. That's good to know, isn't it? I mean, We have to kind of get out of this funk of going, man, my words weren't really eloquent this morning. Does that even count? Who cares? 
I mean, should not we be looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who is praying for us? Shouldn't we stop being uninspired by ourselves and rather be inspired by the fact that Jesus never stops praying to the Father on our behalf? Louis Burkhoff, a theologian, said it this way. It's a consoling thought that Christ is praying for us. Even when we are negligent in our prayer life, he is presenting to the Father those spiritual needs, needs which were not present to our minds and which we often neglect to include in our prayers. Even the things that we forget about, Jesus is praying for us. So some go, well, why pray? Why pray? Intimacy with God. Intimacy with Jesus Christ, the one who loves you and gave his life for you. You get to pray and align yourself with him as he prays for you. The pressure is off. This is not a performance. It is rest. Jesus is living to intercede for you. I'll leave you with this quote by Robert Murray McShane. He said this, if I could just hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Yet distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. Oh, if we could just hear him, the courage that we would have. Yet McShane says this, it doesn't matter if you can hear him or not. He's praying for you now. Let that inspire you this year. Let that carry you. Let let it provide rest for you to engage prayer, resting in Jesus, who is praying for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.